0: Hey everybody, just a note, uh, this podcast was recorded before it was announced that Ashanti Sistrunk and Jalen Robinson had entered the portal. Obviously, uh, there's there's a time later when we talk about how, uh, you know, about the state of portal entrance. We didn't have that information at the time, but uh, we'll be covering that next week. All right, away we go. Congratulations, you're listening to Podcast Rebellion. Welcome, everybody. This is Podcast Rebellion. You are listening to Juco All-American. I'm joined, as always, by Whiskey Wednesday, and we are talking Transfer Portal today. So uh, we usually talk about things we've been drinking, but I actually have strep throat, so I have not been drinking anything because it would be very painful to do so. Uh, So we're going to skip that and jump straight into what's happening. Um, As we mentioned in the podcast last week, uh, which was a rapid reaction. Uh, Ole Miss hired Pete Golding as his defensive coordinator. Uh, I would say that we have not seen major ripple effects of that in the portal yet. Um, I mean, we definitely have a few players that we've noticed are starting to pay attention to Ole Miss on defense, but uh, in, in, Comparison to what's happening on the offensive side of the ball, it's it's still very minute. Um, let's actually talk about what's happening on the offensive side of the ball. So today, Ole Miss got a commitment from LSU quarterback Walker Howard. And it's exciting. It is.
1: So <clears throat> Juco texted me about this kind of situation earlier today saying like, you know, we kind of upgraded uh, from Marcel Reed, the the high school quarterback who was committed to Ole Miss for, I think, about a year. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe not a, a year. But anyway, ended up signing with Texas A&M after kind of getting a last-minute NIL offer that he couldn't refuse uh, and kind of left Ole Miss high and dry, potentially only having one quarterback on the roster for next year. Um, and then, yeah, we, we end up with a higher-rated player Uh, So Howard was uh, roughly the number 45 player overall in the 2022 class. Um, We took a a highly rated player from LSU, you know, weakened their quarterback situation for the future uh, and probably paid less NIL money than Marcel Reed was demanding. So
0: almost certainly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just huge win all around. I mean, Lane Kiffin has kind of, Seemed to often be in a bad situation, uh, recruiting a certain position and then like totally pull something out of thin air. And this is as good of an example as, as I can think of of that,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. As you mentioned, he's the number 45. He was the number 45 player in the country um, coming out of high school. His dad played at LSU, so he was going there all along. Actually, Ole Miss tried to get him in for a visit. Uh, last year, but he did not visit. He was all about some LSU. Um, and yeah, so now he is, he is transferring and Ole Miss is where he's going. Uh, <clears throat> so we know that TCU was a major competitor in the Walker Howard sweepstakes. I think that when uh, Riley, I can't remember the, I can't remember his first name, but the Garrett. coach Riley will say at TCU, the offensive coordinator, is it? It wasn't Garrett Riley, was it? Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, uh, when he left for Clemson, that made TCU a, a more difficult sell for for Walker Howard. Um, yeah, it's it's really exciting. So he, you know, he's super highly rated in his uh, in his high school film. He appears to be like one of those gamer kind of guys who just can escape. Tons of pressure and make throws on the run, off balance, all that sort of stuff. I think people now say arm talent. I think that's a weird thing. I, I don't really use that <laughs> term, but
1: it's like the mouthful but, of football. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. But uh, <laughs> but you know, if if what they mean by arm talent is that he's able to you know make throws when he is not, uh, you know, using his whole body aligned in the right way and all that sort of stuff. That sure. Then Walker Howard has arm talent. Uh, yeah.
1: He's, he's able to make throws in situations and in ways that are unexpected. Um, yeah. Something else I noticed. Yeah, he throws extremely well on the run, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, and something else he does is kind of recognizes, he seems to recognize when defensive backs are in bad situations and then just puts the ball in a spot where his guy can get it. You know, he does like the back shoulder thing that Jackson uh-huh. Dart as well, uh, things like that. Just like using field awareness and, and vision to kind of throw somebody open.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, if for people who pay a lot of attention to physicalities, uh, he's only, he's only like six foot, six feet tall. Um, so he's not a prototypical size quarterback or something like that uh but you know i think that we're seeing more and more that you could be successful in a modern system without having that height yeah absolutely uh i mean you know we talked you you mentioned how i how i texted you about marcel reed and how we sort of traded up i mean you and I, we don't have any idea how this will turn out. Like maybe Marcel Reed will be a Heisman finalist and Walker Howard will sit the bench forever. Uh, But on paper, it's inarguable that uh, Ole Miss traded up in getting Walker Howard. Um, And on top of that, Walker Howard has now been in an sec system for a year and, you know, a weight room and all that sort of stuff like that, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, and working behind a very good quarterback in in Jaden Daniels. Right, right. And with a good coach in Brian Kelly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think that if Ole Miss had just signed the number 45 player in the country who was a high school quarterback, then we would be elated. And in this case, we've signed the number 45 player in the country who was a high school quarterback who's... know has a year of college experience yeah yeah i i am elated you know oh me me too me too i'm just saying like i think the gravity of it is maybe maybe some of maybe some of the gravity is missed as well because like jackson dart's pretty good so it's not like we're just like oh you know we're gonna have this freshman who comes in or uh, you know mm -hmm. i guess a a redshirt freshman who comes in and we'll save the program like it's kind of doesn't really need saving in that way um actually let's 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 talk about that then so Walker Howard and Jackson dart will be the only two scholarship quarterbacks unless and we can go here first uh, Spencer Sanders who uh, is transferring from Oklahoma State uh, whose destination is as of this recording unknown uh, unless he comes and then if he also joins this squad what what happens?
1: I don't know. Uh, so, everything we're hearing is that Sanders is expected to come to Ole Miss. And again, like, he started for the most part for four years at Oklahoma
0: State. Uh, you know, and was fine, but not amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't raise the ceiling of the quarterback room, but he's not coming to be a backup, but he's not as good as Jackson Dart, I don't think, either. So I just, it's very confusing. A lot of the other people who report on and and talk about Ole Miss also say it's confusing. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see Lane Kiffin saying like, all right, well, I need at least three scholarship quarterbacks. Like that makes sense, but mm. this doesn't really make sense. Uh, so yeah, I, I not much to do except let it play out. But I think speaking of things that Juco and I have texted each other about, I wish we would take whatever NIL money is being floated out for Spencer Sanders and take almost literally any defender. Uh, yeah. Because like you're, you're spending money on a guy who you hope doesn't play,
0: you know? Yeah. And like, so I think that if, if your hope in bringing in Spencer Sanders is that uh, he can win the job, then, okay. Like if you think that he's better than Jackson Dart, if, if the coaches think he's better than Jackson Dart, I'm for it. Right. Like I want, I want to have the best players. Yeah. If it's that you want somebody who can back up and challenge Jackson Dart to push him or, you know, maybe win out, but you kind of don't aren't, aren't sure about who would win in that situation, then can't that just be Walker Howard?
1: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, just there's so many logical talking points I can come up with for why it's just a weird decision. You know, like, yeah, you want depth, but if you're... A coach, like a major college football coach, and your first two quarterbacks get injured, you kind of get a pass on that season. You know, it's not like your butt's going to be on the hot seat if you're playing your third string quarterback and not winning games. You know, like you're fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if your defense gets gashed over and over and over again, uh, or if your offensive line can't protect anybody, you know, that's a situation where your coaching ability gets. Called into question a lot more, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. And and another thing, like what what are opposing programs going to tell future you know portal quarterbacks when <laughs> when they're coming in? Like, well, uh, Lane Kiffin just might bring in another guy next year uh, to replace you if you don't absolutely light the world on
0: fire, you know, even even if you do fine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's an interesting spot. Um, I, I think I'm of the opinion that I don't really want Spencer Sanders. Um, not because I think he's bad, but I like you, I don't really understand like how he fits into the puzzle uh, unless they don't like Jackson Dart, which I guess is possible. Um, but I, I like him. I think he's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that at all, man. I, I,
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like just second guess Lane Kiffin for this entire podcast, but <laughs>
0: all right, all right, no, like this is celebratory podcast about yeah. getting Walker Howard, but yeah, you're right. um so okay i think the the quarterback situation is probably going to become quite clearer within the next like two weeks uh as far as like what the purpose of the roster construction is and everything like that uh one thing that has popped since since you and i last spoke is victor kern the offensive guard no offensive tackle um from Washington, so he he transfers to Ole Miss from Washington, uh, having one year of eligibility. He started for two years at Washington. This past season, as a senior, he lost his job to a redshirt freshman who was an All American uh, as a redshirt freshman. Um, but you know, now he transfers with one season of eligibility left. He was an honorable mention All Pac-12 in his last season as a starter Um, and yeah, just allows tons of possibilities for like reshuffling of the line.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think there is a good chance he could be asked to try out guard. Um, But he also gives you another option at tackle that's seen a lot more, you know, power five football snaps than either, Jaden Williams, or Micah Pettis, the you know the two starters at tackle for Ole Miss who were both redshirt freshmen uh, this past season. Um, and, you know, he's... So Micah Pettis, I think, played really well at times, but he's gargantuan. And I don't know if they maybe want a more mobile option uh, at right tackle or if, if Kern is coming in as a guard all the way. I mean, we don't really know. But, but yeah, along with Quincy McGee from UAB, I don't think we've gotten to him...
0: Oh, you're right. We didn't. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, uh, he he uh, committed to Ole Miss last week. Um, a guy from Hattiesburg who played some at Mississippi Gulf Coast and then played a couple of years at um, UAB. He was second team All-Conference USA at guard and then comes to Ole Miss, um, I, again, also with one year remaining. So two guys of one year left um, just to give – John Garrison, a couple extra pieces to work with. Um, And I think both of those guys are going to bring a lot of competition and experience um, and just options. You know, we need to find five guys who can keep the quarterback's Jersey clean for, you know, the better part of the game.
0: Yeah. uh, I think that there are probably some offensive linemen on campus who are fine again, um, I hate to use that word so many times, but I think that sort of speaks to the situation that we're in. We have a lot of players who are fine, but uh, you know, we need to find difference makers and you know, maybe Kern is, maybe he's not, but it's a one year thing. Like we're not committing to having him on scholarship for three years. If it doesn't work out, I, I definitely would, would support that. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. you know, I, I still do kind of wonder, like, Ole Miss hasn't found a center in the portal. And they shouldn't. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I think I don't think that spending another scholarship on an offensive lineman at this point makes sense with the needs on defense. But uh, I'm a little bit surprised that uh, things didn't shake out with Caleb Warren being for sure moving to guard because they found a great center who could really, you know, open things up there.
1: Yeah. That was a surprise to me too. His snaps definitely improved over the season. Now I'm not good at evaluating offensive oh, sure. linemen, especially interior offensive linemen. There's, there's just so much junk going on in the middle uh, <laughs> there. It's hard to tell, but his snaps definitely got a lot better after being a problem the first, you know, quarter of the season. So maybe that's what they're looking at. Maybe he's fine, and he's maybe he's a plus blocker as a center, which you know would make sense because he was a pretty good guard.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of think like (laughs) I guess we uh, we don't know what the what the quarterback situation is like in terms of who's going to win and that sort of thing, or even if there is a competition. But it feels like the offensive side of the ball is kind of settled at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe one more receiver, maybe.
1: Yeah, they've definitely courted a few guys at wide receiver, but the one who seemed most likely at this point was uh Tulu Griffin for Mississippi State. He was their their second leading receiver after Rara Thomas who left for Georgia. Uh so he also hit the portal. Um and was making, you know, winky eyes at, at Ole Miss on social media and stuff for a couple of days. But I, I think he announced just a couple hours ago that he'd reached a new
0: NIL deal to
1: remain at, at Mississippi state.
0: Yeah. More power to that guy. I mean, get your money. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's arguable whether Ole Miss needs another receiver. Um, i Like, I don't, I wouldn't have a problem with Ole Miss offering some other receiver. I know there are a bunch in the portal at the moment. So, you know, maybe that's a place where they feel like they can upgrade, but with already bringing in two and then having a a number of decent returning players, again, I would heavily prioritize improving the defense at this point.
1: Yeah. And I think I mentioned this before. You're bringing in an all-star freshman in Aiden Williams and, you know. I would prefer to let him play and get that experience and not get, you know, disgruntled uh, <laughs> and hop in the portal after one year of, of not playing a ton, you know, just let him play, yeah. man.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So then let's switch over to the defensive side where there's, there's not as much settled, but also like kind of not as much known yet. I mean, Pete Golding has only been the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss for like three days. Nope, four days. Uh, so, yeah, still, you know, we know that there's some, like, Deshaun Gaddy, a corner from North Texas, uh, tweeted yesterday that he was visiting. Um, I guess we can talk about him. He, uh, you know, a- appears to be a solid player for North Texas. He played both corner and, and safety uh, but you know, isn't like a first team All CUSA or whatever he was. He was, I think, third team All whatever conference North Texas is in. It's CUSA, right?
1: I think so. Let's just say yes. Um yeah. Which is, you know, it's fine. I mean, there's a lot of good players hanging out in those conferences for sure, and I sure. think we're we're finding that out more and more as the the kind of portal situation continues to develop year over year. There's, you know, there's guys in all kinds of programs that are being courted by, by much bigger programs. Um, So, you know, maybe he's really good, but shoot. Another thing we haven't even mentioned on the podcast. uh, Speaking of defensive players, uh, Taishim Johnson and Davison Igbenosan are both in the portal. uh, Yeah. In the wake of Chris Partridge, apparently being let go in favor of, of Pete Golding. Now, they're trying to retain both guys, but you could argue that those are two of the three best players in the Ole Miss secondary that are returning, so, so not great. Um, I think DeAndre Prince is almost unquestionably the best player returning and no uh, no news of him being upset or anything, so that's good. But, but yeah, man, your, your second corner and arguably your best safety Um I think it's kind of almost a three-way tie between Tyson Johnson and then Aishem Young and Ladarius Tennyson. Uh, yeah, with um, what's his name? Washington Taylor Washington? No, uh, hold on. Trey Washington. Trey Washington, him hanging in there somewhere too. But but yeah, man, you don't want to lose those two guys, and so that's that's become a big battle to to try to convince you know maybe one of those dudes to stick around. But yeah. it does make you wonder bringing in. Uh, a cornerback visitor um, into the portal this late in the game it makes you think that maybe maybe they don't feel so hot about retaining those guys
0: I mean I wouldn't feel very hot about retaining them Um, you know they're both from New Jersey
1: yeah Yeah.
0: well Pennsylvania New Jersey right oh that's right Tashim Javadsen is from Pennsylvania I forgot about that yeah so either way I mean like not Mississippi you know Um, and obviously came because of Chris Partridge. so with, with him leaving uh, yeah well it yeah. seems unlikely that we would retain them but we'll see um, I just think that Deshaun Gaddy is probably you know a good player to bring in um, again like one year uh, he did fine at North Texas one year of eligibility you're not committing to giving him a scholarship long term at, at worst he's a good filler backup kind of special teams player at best he's a starter yeah, yeah.
1: And he gives you some positional flexibility too. Uh it's not mm-hmm. like he's like one of those five foot
0: nine cornerbacks or something. Right. Uh, right. So, so that may be very good. Yeah. Um okay, so I do think there are a couple of potential impact, or at least one potential impact player and one like uh wheel of fortune kind of player. Like it may it may be awesome, it may be nothing. Um so the, the the player I feel like is is more likely to be an impact player is Monty Montgomery, who's a linebacker uh, from Louisville, who has expressed interest at Ole Miss, um, and I'm assuming is going to be visiting. Can well, yeah, he they said, can he, th- they can still visit, right? They can still visit. Uh, even yeah, like yeah,
1: totally. Um, and no, he he tweeted that he's going to be on campus Thursday.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so Monty Montgomery. Um, is an interesting name because like, well, an interesting name because Monty Montgomery. But uh, a year ago, if this guy had been transferring to Ole Miss or had been considering transferring to Ole Miss, he'd be like, all right, let's see. His stats in 2021, He ha- he's a linebacker. He had uh, 17 tackles. Uh, in 2020, he had 47. And in 2019, he had 27. So like, what's the big deal? Uh, In 2022, which is, you know, obviously this past season, uh, he had 62 tackles, uh, three forced fumbles, five sacks, and I think 11 tackles for loss. ESPN doesn't show that, but I think I just remember that. Um, He is 5'11", 220, so, you know, shorter than normal for that position at linebacker, but uh, you know, could be like a Serdarius Bryant kind of player, which would be really fun to have on this defense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he's he seems to be just like an aggressive, physical, mean kind of linebacker, which we kind of don't have right now. Uh, maybe Cardale yeah. Coleman to some extent, but yeah, man, we need we need hitters. We need guys who you know dislodge the ball, um, and he seems to be that kind of guy.
0: Definitely, uh, you can actually watch highlights of his of this past season uh, on YouTube, and he definitely like is really really quick, uh, which is you know something that is, you would expect obviously for a five eleven guy who can make it work. Like he's got to be super quick and get around guys and that sort of thing, and he he really succeeded at that in the ACC.
1: Yeah, and he seems to come off the edge to rush the quarterback a lot for a linebacker too. And just kind of a, an interesting note. I don't know if that maybe fits in with uh, what Pete Golding wants to do. I don't know if he's going to run some of that sort of like weird looking three-four alignment where where he would be one of the the outside linebackers or or something like that, mm-hmm. or if we need
0: bodies at the position uh, or what. But but yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, you know, linebacker. Like you said, we just we need to find some players who can play, <laughs> and especially with adding potentially adding more linebackers to who needs to play on the field at the same time, it's uh, it's pretty important. Um, oh. Yeah. So one other player, the other player that I said is kind of like a spin the wheel, see if it works out or not, is Demoy Kennedy. Um, he would only have. One, one year of eligibility left I believe is that right or is it two mm. I think I it's get messed two. up because of COVID
1: I think it's two I think he was a 2020 I think he was a 2020 player uh, and so he could have either redshirted or would have a free COVID year anyway for 2020 uh-huh. Uh-huh. He played two years as kind of a reserve and special teams uh, player for, for Alabama
0: yeah very much reserve Like, uh, so his tackle totals Actually, during his entire tenure at Alabama, which again like in 2020, I think he he redshirted 2021, he had 7 tackles and in 2022 he had 1 tackle. Uh he is a linebacker, 6'3" 220. He's seen as like a physical freak type of player, but you know, doesn't play on defense. He plays almost exclusively on special teams at Alabama.
1: Yeah, and he was you know, a very highly rated player in the 2020 class top, top 50.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Super, super highly thought of coming out of high school.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I mean, one thing that we saw the Ole Miss defense needs is just athleticism, you know, like honestly, obviously athleticism with no, you know, vision, awareness, game sense, whatever, isn't that useful,
0: but they, they need the athleticism and he probably gives you that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ultimately, whether or not Ole Miss pursues pursues Demoy Kennedy or anything like that is entirely based on firsthand knowledge from Pete Golding about his ability and work ethic. So, like, you know, obviously, if Pete Golding wants to bring him in, like, it's fully supportive of that because he was around him every day.
1: Yeah, and I think we've kind of heard enough buzz about him entering the portal to suspect that they're gonna at least try to bring him in you know um so i i think it's definitely something to keep an eye on i mean i don't i don't know firsthand obviously but uh i think enough enough to do was made of him entering the portal uh from from Ole Miss reporters and stuff where it wouldn't be surprising at all to see him on campus pretty soon
0: yeah um which would be interesting i, I should say this past year in 2022, uh, he did have a knee injury, so, uh, you know, could have been in for for more than one tackle, but, you know, he had his one tackle against Vanderbilt, which was September 24th, and then he had a knee injury, I believe, the next week against Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. So, So through four games, he had one tackle anyway yeah, not fun,
1: but <laughs> you know
0: again like you sometimes take a chance on a player we'll see if it works out uh, or if even Olmis goes after him yeah. Uh, so yeah that's that's all I've got um, for for who we need to talk about now I think that the portal's closing in a few days and it's encouraging I think you mentioned this to me or maybe you said it on slack like it's encouraging that we haven't seen more Ole Miss defenders leaving. With or entering the portal with Chris Partridge uh, on his way out, I, there's still yeah. time, but you know, it I'm hasn't happened sure, yet.
1: I'm pretty sure it closes today, man. I'm pretty sure it closes on the 18th.
0: Ah, okay. Well, that's probably right, actually. I think the 18th is, is the day I remember, too. I just didn't realize that was today, but you are right. Uh, yeah, so interesting stuff. We will have more to talk about, I'm sure, next week, especially as Pete Golding will have gotten the lay of the land and will probably be more closely tied to a few other defensive players in the portal at that point. Yep. Until then, we will uh, talk to you next week.